Welcome to the Better Birth Podcast. My name's Erin and I'm a hypnobirthing and antenatal instructor, birth activist and all-round birth geek. In this podcast, I chat to experts in the field of pregnancy and birth, debunking myths around birth, diving into the research around maternity care and exploring what is it that means you're more likely to have a positive birthing experience. If you enjoy this podcast, do feel free to buy me a coffee and fund my caffeine habit. Link to my buy me a coffee page is in the podcast info. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Better Birth Podcast. This episode is a bonus episode just in time for Christmas. I thought it would be really nice to ask a collection of my wonderful birth worker friends what their highlights were of 2023, um, what their uh, worst bits were for this year, because I'm sure there have been some, um, and also what their hopes and dreams and things they're looking forward to are in 2024. So, Enjoy this episode. First up, we have the amazing doula, Shelley Poulter, who is the Serenity Doula on Instagram. She is a Instagram real queen. I love her reels. She is a biomechanics boss um, and a wonderful doula. So let's hear her musings first. A highlight for me in any year is going to be when research comes out that is promoting physiological birth or showing the benefits of physiological birth um, and in 2023 we had uh, the Olsen and Clausen piece of work that came out uh, really showing that mortality rates are not improved um, by going to a hospital by choosing to birth in hospital um, and that actually if you're at home you are far less likely to end up with intervention that is detrimental health-wise to both you and to your baby. And when they're usually comparing places, it's often about, is the baby alive at the end of the birth? And often people think that it's not safe to birth at home. They think that something terrible might happen. The what ifs are a big concern for people. But what this piece of research showed is that actually that's not the case, that it isn't. Uh, more likely that something bad is going to happen to your baby if they're at home. Actually, it's far less likely and they're less likely to end up in um, difficulty and having problems. Um, and it's far less likely for the mother or birthing person to end up with things like episiotomies and much more medica pain medication and, and, and stuff like that. Um, so that for me was a real highlight because most research obviously is going to be backed and paid for by people to make money. Um, and of course, the less intervention you have, the less less money the pharmaceutical industry is making. So it's quite difficult to often to show evidence to people that um, shows that less intervention is actually more beneficial for mother and baby. And we also see that breastfeeding rates are far more successful with home birth, the trauma, uh, the impact and the feeling of trauma afterwards is much lower. Fathers and partners have a much better time and describe us as magical. Um, which is can be very different and contrasting to hospital-based births. And for those of us that work in both settings, supporting people, you know, the difference is like night and day between a hospital birth and a home birth. Then they're, they're not really comparable um, because they're so different um, in how people end up feeling at the end of it. And this research for me was really important to show that actually it, it shows all of the things that we know people who support physiological birth 
um, and have been doing for years. We know these things, but people sort of don't really believe it. So any research that comes out that shows this, I think is, is really helpful. So that was a big highlight for me. I think another highlight has been that I feel like more and more people are being aware of physiological birth and the importance of it and how, um, you know, with all the wonderful birth videos that are available on social media, all of the wonderful accounts sharing videos and stuff like that. I mean, my Instagram this year has gone from less than a thousand followers to over 40,000 people. And that to me is so heartwarming that this information that I'm giving out to show that there is a different way to birth than what you're being told often by medical professionals and often even coerced down a route that you may not feel instinctively is right but you're being told is safer to get that information out there so that people can realize oh, okay there is another choice I can choose to birth at home I can choose to birth without having an injection to birth my placenta I you know I can birth in the position of my choice and actually my instinct that's telling me that I want to be on all fours or on my side and not on my back is right. It, it actually is helpful. Um, so for me, that is a really big highlight of uh, social media. I think it's wonderful and it really warms my heart to think. I think one of my videos that nearly two million people have watched it on, on Facebook and I think a similar number on Instagram. And I just think to myself, if that means that two million more babies are getting their full amount of blood that they should after they're born and that's giving them lifelong health benefits that otherwise may have been cut short because somebody said oh well let's just cut the cord now after a minute and whereas the parents are saying no I want to wait for the umbilical cord to go white and that long-term impact on the health of so many people is such a wonderful thing so I'm really grateful for that in um, this year. Um, thinking about the most difficult things in 2023. Um, I think it's been a really difficult year around the world for people birthing. Um, I mean, in all situations in life, but people are birthing in really difficult circumstances. And um, it can be sort of easy to feel really bad that when you're in a country where there isn't war going on, that in other places it's 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 far more difficult for people and they're having really really difficult birthing situations you know birthing in rubble and no water and no electricity and things like that but it almost doesn't take away from the difficulties that people are birthing in in non-war-torn countries as well there's such hard situations that people are birthing in the the massive amount of coercion down a medicalized path and um you know the maternity statistics that have come out in the uk that now less than 50 percent of people are just birthing their baby that over 50 percent over half i mean this is this is so shocking to me and i just want people to wake up and realize if you're if you're choosing to birth with the NHS as your caregivers, and I'm putting caregivers in inverted commas, half of the time, over half of the time, you will not come out of there with your baby without having some major medical intervention. Be that a highly medicalized birth with induction and um, you know forcing the cervix open and you know being augmented with artificial hormones that cause you know, potentially lifelong impacts to you and your baby and not just how you feel about your birth, but in health implications that those things have in the mental health, but also the physical health of you and your baby. And that is just horrifying. 
it's just horrifying because those of us who support physiological births, even with people with who are in inverted commas high risk, you know, what people don't realize is that when a doctor tells you or a midwife tells you you're high risk, usually your percentage of anything bad happening is less than 1%. So, you know, most of the time <laughs> you would birth just fine. Um, and not all these bad things are not gonna happen. Um, and so I sort of lost my train of thought in my rant there, but I just, yeah, just despairing at the, when you get pregnant, and you engage with the NHS and the coercion begins to happen of coercing you down a medical path means that as soon as you step through that door, more than half of pregnant people are going to end up with major abdominal surgery or instruments and episiotomies. And that's not normal. That's not normal. It's not okay. It shouldn't be happening. It's not a case of, okay, well, people who are home birthing are low risk and the people in birthing in hospital are high risk and therefore these things are inevitable to happen. They're just not. When you look at stats of people supporting physiological birth properly, their cesarean rates are like 5%, 5 to 7, 5 to 9. The World Health Organization has said that, you know, about 10% of cesareans are necessary to make the outcomes better and anything above that is unnecessary major surgery causing lifelong health implications for the mother and baby so when stats are coming out of hospitals where their cesarean rates are 35 45 50 plus percent regularly month on month that for me is shocking and the worst thing. So the kind of worst and best things of this year um, tie in together because more people are waking up. I really feel like more people are waking up, more people are realizing, more people are choosing home birth, more people are free birthing and taking radical responsibility for their health. And they're realizing, I don't need the person that tells me that I'm high risk and the, all these bad things are gonna happen and you know keep hammering on about those things and not even focusing on the joy of pregnancy and the joy of birth and the joy of journeying to become a parent. Because yes, there are these risks, but they're really, really small and they're over-exaggerated and there's so much fear when I don't think there needs to be so much fear. If there's a problem, you deal with it. You don't need to scare every person in the world into a bad that something bad might happen so yeah that that combination of there being more spreading of this joy of birth more spreading as a celebration of physiological birth is really wonderful and hopefully will counteract the kind of disaster that is happening in maternity services and in terms of my hopes for 2024 is that I hope that this the joy of birth and the just magical feeling of just giving birth to your baby catching your own baby or your partner catching your baby um and it not being so medicalized and just being the physiological thing that our births our bodies are meant to do happens for more people and that the word spreads more and more people uh, you know sort of reading things on social media and are waking up to the fact that a hospital is not the safest place to birth your baby for the vast majority of the population, even if they tell you you're high risk, because you're actually not. 
<laughs> so that's my hope for 2024. Um, and I look forward to um, all the families that I'm working with in 2024. And I look forward to working with all the lovely uh, people that I have met and I'm working with in the birth world to help keep spreading the word and spreading the joy and making birth better for everybody. Hi, I'm Dr. Jenna Bruff. I'm a perinatal clinical psychologist, a birth activist, a researcher, lecturer, trainer, uh, focusing on perinatal mental health, uh, perinatal trauma, and the psychology of birth. The highlight in 2023 for me, in terms of the birth world, has to be the fact that we are seeing more and more um, conversations and awareness being raised in important spaces around birth trauma. Um, it's going to just touch on three of the things that I've seen this year that I have that relate to that that I think are really important. The first one is the birth trauma inquiry in New South South Wales. Um, yes, there's been some controversy and challenge to that, but thankfully the organisers and the women and birthing people sharing their stories have have persisted and have persevered and they have now um, began the inquiry in, in Parliament in New South Wales, which is progress. The second one is in the UK. So in our Parliament, we've heard from the MP Theo Clark talking about her experience of, of birth trauma um, and raising that here and raising the need for more support for people who've experienced birth tra trauma. And the last one is um, an American actress, Tatiana Ali, who I believe has um, African and Indian descent in her heritage. Um, and she talked in her blog, which has now been picked up by the news. And so she's been interviewed around her birth experience in 2021, which was, was traumatic and which um, was related to systemic racism in maternity care. Um, and she is highlighting um, the disparity between um, white and non-white um, adverse outcomes and how systemic racism plays a huge part in that and is the driving force behind the disparity in those figures. So they're the sort of three examples that I have that I've seen that I think are so powerful and so needed and I'm so grateful for um, in the birth trauma space in 2023. I'm excited in 2024 to carry on and increase what I'm offering in terms of training, support and space for birth workers and perinatal professionals to develop their psychological knowledge, to better support their clients and also to look after themselves. We know working in the birth world, working in maternity is so difficult, particularly when we see all of these things, this unnecessary intervention, the trauma, the harm. And as a perinatal clinical psychologist, I want to support people to think about how we can prevent some of that and how we can look after ourselves in the midst of that or witnessing that um, and supporting people afterwards. So I'm really excited for doing more of that in 2024. Um, and I hope to see you there. Next, we have the absolutely wonderful Samantha Gadsden, who, again, is a absolutely wonderful doula. She is also responsible for some of the most supportive and wonderful online spaces, um, such as her very successful home birth group on Facebook, as well as her emergency childbirth and free birth course in a group 
on Facebook. Samantha does wonderful, wonderful work. She is one of the most uh, compassionate and wonderful and generous people I know. Um, And I am super excited to hear what she has to say about this year and next. So 2023 has been a really long year. I can't hardly remember the beginning of it. What was the highlight of 2023? Well, there have been so many. I've been to some incredible births. I've been to some incredible free births. My favourite moment of 2023 was when we transferred in from a free birth and my client owned the birth room, screamed at the consultant to get out before anybody could even speak and literally just... I have no words for how proud, not that she needed me to be proud of her, but how proud I was of her that her plans and pathways changed, but she still remembered everything she knew and protected herself and her baby. There wasn't a second for her husband or myself to even need to do anything. She was so powerful and she knows it and I've made sure she knows it as well. Also, another incredible thing with 2023 was I had it. My to-do wish list of 2023 was to speak at conference, and I did it twice. And I got to tell a room full of professionals that I think that mandatory referral is a form of obstetric violence against women and girls. Because what is the point in referring people to social services if they disclose domestic violence to you if you don't have any services to help support them and you leave them in a worse position than they were in before they told you and then breached their trust. So there's um, watching my groups grow with 14,000 members in the home birth group, um, I think 12 to 1300 members in my free birth course, my village, everything's going from strength to strength in terms of supporting people at the same time. What was the worst moment of 2023? There have been so many. There have been some very unpleasant personal experiences linked to my business. Um, Earth world is very toxic and very hard to work in, particularly when you're somebody who speaks out, puts your head above the parapet and is not prepared to take anything lying down. I'm as fiercely defensive as myself as I am of birthing women and people and their babies and families. And I just want to weep and do weep on a regular basis with the level of coercion that those I support online are subjected to, the level of poverty, homelessness, and all of the things that happen under our uncaring government. So there's been quite a thread of being bullied online in my work life and... I feel that's because the birth world is a mirror of the maternity services and maternity services is a bullying, coercive, abusive environment. Working it is working in it is very difficult. And what am I looking forward to for 2024? I'm gonna get organized. I promise myself I'm gonna get organized. I can't carry on doing the hours that I'm doing. I have some plans to organise things. Uh, I'm looking forward to going to some more births, some more free births. I'm doing shared care packages only now with um, with Jenny, my best friend. And we've got some lovely births lined up. And I'm looking forward to growing my groups. I'm looking forward to supporting families who 
can't afford me and I'm looking forward to earning enough money to support my own family through my business. I never thought you could make a living from the birth world, but you can. I don't make an amazing living. And uh, although I have a good hourly rate when I do get paid, the vast majority of my work is free. And I am going to look into ways to earn um, and to continue to support many, many families online who can't afford to pay. So we've just, we've just raised £1,200 in my village for families in need. And that was an amazing achievement. So that is ending 2023 on a highlight for me that people are really kind and really caring and that I can be little Ariadne in the middle of the web weaving it all together. Hi, my name's Laura. I'm the founder and owner of Plus Size Pregnancy and I teach antenatal courses to plus size pregnant people because let's face it, we deal with a lot of crap going through maternity services as plus size pregnant people. So it's my mission in life to make plus size people feel empowered and in control and have positive experiences of pregnancy and birth. So what is my highlight of 2023? My highlight of 2023 is personal with regards to the maternity services, I suppose. Yes, I've had fabulous clients who have had fabulous births and that's all wonderful but I am also 33 weeks pregnant with my third child and my highlight has been really taking control of my care this time around in a very very different way to how I did before before I even went to my booking in appointment I emailed the hospital that I had chosen because it was a different hospital to where I gave birth last time and I asked them right look I'm plus size I'm 37 I've had two cesareans I want a home birth can you support that or not luckily within 48 hours I received a phone call saying of course we're well up for that um and they've been fantastic throughout. I've declined additional growth scans. Um, I've declined consultant-led care. Basically, I've declined anything that I feel like is not going to serve me. So I feel like I've really made decisions that feel right for me, feel good for me, are keeping me in a really good place throughout my pregnancy. Um, and still planning a home birth. I'm still excited about my home birth. Um, and yeah, my home VBAC, so my HBAC after two cesareans. Um, so it's an exciting time. And, and, I like, and I'm excited to be birthing out of guidelines and doing things on my terms that feel right for me. What's the next question? What am I looking forward to in 2024? Well, again, mine's another personal one. Being a plus-size person, having a plus-size birth, and again, doing things on my terms, having my plus size home birth, which isn't just a home birth. It's also a vaginal birth after two cesareans and feeling really empowered by that decision. Lots of people are made to feel terrified if they want to have a VBAC, if they want to use their own vagina. They're made to feel scared. Plus size people in general are told so much rubbish they're told like okay it might be harder for you to have a vaginal birth so do you want to just book in for a cesarean 
with literally no evidence to support that or we can't give you a cesarean because it's more dangerous because you're plus size so we can't win <laughs> we can't win either way so just making a decision that feels right for me and my baby and my family feels amazing i've done lots of work to get to the point where i feel really really confident really really ready i've done a few different online vbac courses i've done a biomechanics for birth course um i'm doing daily exercises with spinning babies to help baby get into optimal position i'm doing lots and lots and lots of prep and i'm actually really loving the prep obviously i love learning about birth um hence why i'm a birth worker in the first place but um yeah it's been great doing it for not just my future clients but also for me too so i'm really looking forward to the birth of my own baby and i'm also really hoping for 2024 that following all the terrible statistics that have been shared this year regarding things like induction and cesarean rate in the uk i really 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 hope that there are more people out there more pregnant people out there who also choose to take their care by the balls okay get educated get informed make decisions that feel right for you evidence-based decisions not just decisions based on fear because our healthcare providers push things on us okay do what feels right for you do what feels safe for you make informed choices and that's my, I know that's not one of the questions, but I really hope for 2024 that that's what happens, that even more people do fantastic hypnobirthing courses with fantastic hypnobirthing instructors, that people do really start taking control of their bodies, okay, that really start caring about bodily autonomy, really start caring about the decisions that they're making regarding their pregnancies and births. That's my hope. In 2024. Hi, I'm Kemi Johnson. I'm a birth keeper. I'm known as Kemi Birth Joy Johnson on a lot of my social media and my website. I uh when I am a mother currently, continue to be, will always be in a grandmother. Um, but I went from doula to student midwife to NHS midwife to independent midwife and then graduated to birthkeeper when I deregistered from the Nursing and Midwifery Council. Hooray! So what is my, my highlight of 2023, I have to say, is watching other registrants um, walk to light, walk to the light and start supporting um, families directly rather than answering to apparent what appears to be authority. Um, another thing, obviously, is parents knowing or discovering that free birth in most cases is much safer than um, a birth with registrants there, I know. Um, but it does take preparation. You've got to learn your body, learn yourself, connect with your intuition, connect with your baby, etc. It does take work because our society mostly um, kind of goes, look over there and distracts us from the real the real stuff, which is looking after ourselves and our families and self-reliance um, and only going to them if you're dying, basically. So I'm enjoying watching more families do that. 
Um, the worst part of 2023, I think, is seeing how um, many more inductions are happening. So whilst it's brilliant on one side, like I've just described, the other side is seeing many more inductions happening because parents are agreeing to them. Yes, I know they're coerced, coerced and fear-mongered, but you only have to look at the results to see that it may be not the right way to go. Um, most people can now see that most of their friends and family that are choosing the usual path through childbirth are having very weird outcomes. Um, and even even without looking at all the evidence, etc., you, you would want to walk the other way, I'd, I'd hope. But that doesn't seem to be happening for many, many, many families. And yeah. The results are obvious and becoming clear. Um, so that's the worst part, I think, watching them like lemmings off a cliff, um, all following each other um, through, um, you know, booking at a hospital, um, having, you know, established maternity care registrants lie to them, not finding out the truth, um, staying you know, maintaining this external locus of control um, and putting their babies through shit. And yeah, that's about the worst thing, I think, about 2023. It's so, so clear and obvious as the cesarean rates climb and everything else. And it's taking, it's, it, it feel, I feel impatient for people to wake up to what's happening. That's all. But, you know, at the same time, there are more and more people free birthing. So, yay. Um, oh, and when I say free birth, you know, I don't mean, you know, squatting a field entirely alone. It's just that they're working with people that actually understand uh, childbirth and will usually be outside of the system or be leaving the system or contemplating leaving the system because they know that the system does not understand support facilitate spontaneous physiological birth so it's people outside of the system that are holding space like the good old days <laughs> um and what else yeah what i'm eagerly anticipating in 2024 is more of the same um i have no expectation that the system will change so uh, the only change I'm guessing is where more and more people adopt an internal locus of control, um, start to go deep down into whole health before they're even pregnant and, yeah, then raise a beautiful new generation of strong children that they won't offer toxic jabs to so they'll be strong and intelligent and they'll bring them up in an environment that helps them to keep their strength and intelligence not full of autoimmune diseases or um, obesity etc that we will go back to our blueprint that's what I'm excited about Next, we have the absolutely wonderful midwife educator, uh, Tasneem, who is Mama's Inc. official on Instagram. She is absolutely wonderful. She's a font of knowledge. Um, she posts amazing content. Um, and I'm really excited to hear her review of 2023. 
Thank you so much for having me on um, the podcast to share my um, highs and lows of 2023. Um, I think you'll know um, the worst bit for me probably has been um, ill health, but also I think in general across the sort of birth space, um, things have been um, a bit up and down um, with different things happening. And um, for me personally, I've took a step back from um, social media because I found it to be quite intimidating at times, but also at other times I felt like as if uh, my voice was just very much lost between um, other voices. And I sometimes like to just kind of take that step aside or step back and be able to um, understand what it is that I want to bring. Because I always live by the, um, the rule of if you've got nothing good to say, then just stay quiet. So I've stayed quiet a lot this year, taking stock of um, what I do, what I contribute to. Um, part of, um, I guess, the sort of lows for me had been sort of changes in work that I wasn't anticipating. Um, and then finding myself a new space within, you know, within all the changes that were happening. So um, lots of different things coming together. I started my uh, master's degree. Um, I also um, was teaching and um, doing Mama's Inc. So in terms of um, the hardest bits, I think it's been change that has been the biggest one to adapt to. I think a lot of um, change um, within the, the maternity um, world has been responsible for that as well. You know, things that are happening um, wider. So guidelines changing, recommendations changing. Um, and with that comes growth, I guess, and I have seen change in a really positive way. Um, so I don't want it all to be negative. Um, but I guess I started off with um, what's been the sort of the toughest bit of this year. Um, I think for a lot of people, um, I've seen a huge rise in the amount of inductions being offered, as well as other um, interventions, which may necessarily not be the first sort of, you know, option for um, parents to be. Um, I've supported so many births um, that have um, been, uh, you know, been women, women and birthing people have been told that they're supposed to have X, Y, Z um, because it's been recommended or because the guidelines says so. Um, and then 40, 24, 48 hours later, they just completely prove the system wrong. And that has been um, a really, really positive part of this, the worst bit, I guess. Um, but yeah, seeing people having positive birthing experiences, sharing the knowledge, um, probably has been um, my highlight of 2023, um, being able to incorporate the knowledge in a real life situation where I was a birth partner um, for two people um, has been um, the highlight of my year, being able to actually see the advice that we give um, in person. I support people virtually um, over the telephone, messaging, um, and of course, antenatal education um, throughout the year, um, but be, actually being there physically at birth, birth um, for people that I am really close to has been um, a pretty much a life-changing event. Um, uh, and I say that because um, they are within my sort of friends and family circle. So when I've been a birth partner, I've actually seen um, the power that advocating for birthing people has. I've seen the power of sitting and waiting on your hands. I've seen the power of um, knowing um, your stuff. 
and that really has been the highlight of my year because I've seen firsthand um, what having a good supportive birth partner can do um, but at the same time it's also empowering for the expectant per um, expectant parent um, mother to be able to um, know that her birthing team has got her back no matter what so we've had some really fantastic birthing um, stories um, shared from clients um, from um, myself as a birth partner um, and that's genuinely been the highlight of my year I'm also really thankful that work was work kept me busy enough um, that I was able to afford to go away and visit new places this year um, and explore old favourites um, as well in terms of um, holidays. So I've been incredibly fortunate to be able to do that and take some time away. Um, so yeah, I think that's a good roundup of highlights. I'm most looking forward to um, in 2024 is what I can contribute to um, the birth world and that is just not only to my own patients and my own clients um, my students but also to um, a wider community I'm hoping that I might be able to do some voluntary work to help those who are less fortunate than us um, and I'm really going to focus on um, the community aspect of my work where I am able to share knowledge in a safe space for you know the wider community for me um, to be able to empower uh, women birthing people to make better decisions for their health. Um, towards the end of this year, it's been a really tough year. There's been lots happening out there in the world and we've all had our own stances and our own um, uh, opinion about what's been happening, understanding. I think there's been a lot um, going on that's out of our control, but I think it's been a really difficult time to hold a safe space for someone and um, it's getting even more so complicated with the whole social media aspect of it for me. So I think I'm going to be more brave um, in sharing um, information in a safe space um, that allows people to be able to access um, a conversation that is within a safe space, but also to be able to focus on nurturing, empowering, rights-based care um, for everyone who I look after. So that's something that is a really big thing of mine. Um, come about through um, an assignment that I've been doing um, for my master's degree and just sort of tuning into the fact that actually um, a lot of what I teach and have learned so far is very much, it's deeper than the surface, but I, I need to go deeper and um, doing something um, like the assignment that we were um, given really helped me to sort of um, tap into work and research literature that really made me think deeply about what it is that I want to do as a midwife. How do I want to practice? And um, I think more than ever this year, I feel as if I will be, yeah, moving more towards the prospect of sharing more um, of my knowledge in a wider community setting, I think, but also being able to be, be to give back. I think that's going to, going to be my biggest one. Um, I've worked six day weeks. I've worked back to back. I've prioritised a lot um, over this past sort of year to 18 months um, to clients, to 
work and I feel like as if having had to take a step back outside of my control um, at the end of 2023 um, has really made me consider what's important to me and um, I will also be making more time for my family um, in 2024 um, but also I will I want to be able to free myself of the things that hold me back um, and maybe do something that I am utterly, utterly scared of having been trained within a system, within the system, uh, within a maternity system and um, worked within it, grown up within it and um, yeah, reached about 10 years of my career within it. So I hope that gives you a little bit of an insight into my 2023 and my plans for 2024. I want to say a huge thank you to Erin for including me within this podcast because she is someone who is so close to my heart. Um, She does amazing work and my God, she is a powerhouse and I thank you for allowing me to share this space with you um, on the Better Birth podcast. Finally, we have my own musings um, and views around 2023 and my hopes and dreams and uh, predictions for 2024. Um, So 2023, I would say the best bits, the highlights has been um, all of the amazing work that I've I've done um, in 2023. I'm really excited and really proud of all of the uh, work that I have managed to accomplish this year. Um, I've supported multiple families um, who have had really positive experiences giving birth, which is obviously uh, where my passion lies. I've also um, taught a lot of midwives and student midwives, even whether that's been through lecturing at Greenwich University or Bournemouth University um, or um, other universities that I have done sessions for. Um, or the private um, courses that I run for midwives. Um, I also spoke at the um, Association of Radical Midwives Conference, which I'm really, really proud of. Um, That was really um, empowering and um, heartwarming, and I really hope that that was really well received as well. So the worst part of 2023, I think, probably mirrors what everyone else has said about the... um, the rising uh, numbers of people coming out of birth traumatised, the escalation of medical intervention, which quite often is unnecessary, um, and generally the state of maternity services in the UK at the moment, which I don't see getting better. Um, I only see it getting worse. Um, And that's really really sad to see, um, and that's been really hard to see um not so much of my clients um although I wouldn't I would be lying if I said that some people didn't have great experiences um and that's nothing to do with the the level of education they had but the system that they were entering into to give birth um and I see it with all my followers on Instagram um the people that DM me there is a lot of trauma going on um and being caused both with people who are pregnant and having babies, but also with the staff, midwives, uh, obstetricians, uh, people who work within the NHS are also being traumatised. Um, and I think that's really, really sad to see. Um, and like I said, I don't see that getting better for 2024. Um, I also think the toxicity of the birth world um, is also something that I've seen much more of. And I think globally, um, 
there is a real um, toxic culture generally. Um, there is a real um, snowball effect of negativity, of hate, of um, just general um, attitude towards others, which is just not nice. Uh, it's it's aggressive. Um, it's um, uh, very impatient um, and lacks empathy and compassion. And I think that's filtered across everything, across politics, education, um, everything that you could think of in the UK and globally. And I think that's definitely permeated the birth world as well um, in terms of birth workers uh, pointing fingers at or accusing other birth workers of uh, all sorts of inappropriate things. Um, and I think um, that's been really hard to see, as well as being a victim of it as well, because obviously I have quite a big following on Instagram and that come, that's great. That means that I reach lots of people, but it also means that I am victim of trolling uh, quite often. Uh, sometimes behind the scenes, there's lots that other people don't see, um, but that's also been uh, a not so great part of 2023. My hopes for 2024 um, are that... The amount of trauma that is happening in 2023 is going to prompt people to really empower themselves, educate themselves, uh, not go into birth blindly. Um, and I do see that as a trend. Um, people are more uh, switched on. They are definitely having their eyes opened to what is a possibility uh, in uh, giving birth in the UK and they are educating themselves more, um, whether that's on the process of birth and how to, how to facilitate that, um, what their options are or just what their rights are. Um, and I think hopefully for 2024, that's going to be a trend that continues, um, which I think is a really positive thing. Um, I'm also really excited um, about all the new opportunities that will present themselves for me and that therefore the impact that will have on my clients and the people that I reach um, in 2024. Um, speaking opportunities, um, articles in magazines, um, conferences, um, as well as new offerings for um, all of you um, to, for 2024 which I hope oh, will be some exciting things happening um, which you will all benefit from um, as well as continuing this podcast um, and producing free resources for people so that um, they can empower and educate themselves um, without having to spend money um, and making birth education accessible for everybody. So I am hoping that you all had an amazing um, 2023. Um, and if you are expecting a baby in 2024, please do follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Better Birth UK. Um, listen to the podcast episodes that will be re released um, throughout next year or this year, should I say. Um, and um, if you do want to dive deeper into how to have a more positive birth, then please do contact me to uh, look at booking some time with me or doing a course with me to, um, to educate yourself and get ready for meeting your baby. Um, you can find me on www.better-birth.co.uk or you can email me at erin.betterbirth at gmail.com. Good luck with all of your pregnancies and I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast episode um, and good luck for 2024. The Better Birth Podcast and all of its content is for educational and informational purposes only. 
you should consult your midwife or your doctor for anything in relation to your own pregnancy and birth. The opinions and the views of the guests on the Better Birth podcast are their own opinions and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Better Birth or Erin Fung.